Welcome to the Focus on Customer Service podcast, presented by Social Media Today, where we talk to brands you know and love who are laser-focused on using social media to deliver amazing customer experiences. And now, here are your co-hosts, Dan Gingas and Dan Moriarty. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Focus on Customer Service podcast. This is episode 38, and this is Dan Gingas uh, alongside my friend and colleague, Dan Moriarty. What's going on, Dan? Not too much, Dan. What's going on with you? Well, I'm always excited when we get to take a trip around the world on this podcast, and, yeah. uh, and today we're going pretty far. We're going all the way out to the Philippines, and we're going to talk to two gentlemen from a company out there called iFlix, and they'll explain what it is, but... Please welcome Sherwin Delacruz, who is the country manager for the Philippines, and Jeremiah Carciar, who is the communications manager. What's going on, guys? Hey, guys. How are you? Hey, how's it going? Uh, well, we're doing really well and excited to have you guys on. You came very, very highly recommended from one of the platform vendors that we talked to quite a bit. And uh, so why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about what iFlix is? Okay, so iFlix is a subscription video on demand service that aims to use the internet to basically bring the world's best content to emerging markets at a price that everyone can afford. Awesome. So does that include movies, TV shows, etc.? Yes, it includes movies, TV shows from Hollywood and local content, even some of the regional content because that works here in the Philippines and in a big chunk of all of the markets that we're in. It's very localized in the sense that we are, first of all, very mobile-centric, and we are focused on being a low-cost and scale player. So our monthly price is is $3, the local currency, of course, but it's roughly $3, unlimited, everything you want to watch in a month. And there's roughly close to maybe 20,000 hours of content with over 150 studio partners Cool. And, and maybe if you can each uh, just tell us a little bit about yourselves and how you ended up at iFlix. Sure, when you want to start? Okay. So, well, I am a serial entrepreneur and I've had three startups prior to this one. The last of which was actually a video on demand service that's more focused on the transactional side, very similar to Apple's rent business. And along the way, I was pivoting towards an SVOD service. I mean, that's when I met the iFlix guys, like early, early on, back in October 2014. And we felt that it would be better to combine forces. So I left my company and I joined iFlix. And that's basically my story. And for me, I just joined iFlix shortly after or shortly before they launched. So I've been here for about a year. Started off as uh, basically communicating through social media. And since the past year, I've been able to really have an opportunity to work with a bigger team and allowing us to really have a hold on the way we communicate most often through social media as well as through uh, email support. So Sherwin, you said earlier that you guys are distributing in multiple emerging countries. Can you tell us kind of the about the region and, and what countries you're in? Sure. So right now we are in the Philippines, Malaysia, Thailand, and we just launched in Indonesia maybe two weeks ago. We are going to Sri Lanka, Vietnam, some countries in the Middle East, North Africa, South Africa, and there's so much more planned by the end of the year. And I think you will see us in closer to 20 countries by the end of this year. 
Cool. Any, any plans to make it out to the US or really focused on Asia? <laughs> Let, let's see. I mean, not closing the doors or anything, but first and foremost, focused on emerging markets. Of course. So because we, I, like, we, we, I, like, I like the idea of the $3 a month price. So if you can keep that, if you do get it, that'd be great. So guys, get, getting it onto the topic of the day. So, and as you guys know, this is a, a podcast around social customer care. You were recommended to us uh, by someone out in Asia as a brand who's really doing it right out there. So why don't you go ahead and just tell us a little bit about what you guys do in the social customer care space. Okay, well, on the social customer care space, I'd say we communicate through three main channels, which is uh, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. But for the most part, it, uh, most of our communications are going through Twitter and Facebook. We typically focus on three things when it comes to communicating with our customers. And uh, the one thing I'd say it goes back to three principles. One is effectiveness, making sure that whenever we communicate with our customers, we end up answering the question that they're looking for. You know, sometimes it, can, you can, it gets pretty easy to get lost in flowery words or just to make sure that we, we address their concern. And the second is uh, being able to be creative and fun. That's the second point, making sure that, you know, not only are we answering their question, but we do it in a way that allows the customer to at least uh, identify with us a little bit more. And third, and I'd say is probably the most important aspect that we really try to communicate is uh, that personal touch. Because if we are effective and if we are creative, you know, the, the biggest concern can be, you know, what if we come off too strong? What if we come off sounding like talking billboards? And the last thing we want is for our customer to feel distance. So we really try and practice as much as possible to have that personal touch human to human kind of conversation and it's just something that we try to make sure that our agents are all fully aware of and hopefully that translate well on the uh, social space very cool and, and can you give us a obviously iflix is a brand that, that's new to a lot of us um can you give us a sense of the sort of scale i mean are we talking hundreds or thousands of conversations a day a week a month yeah you're, you're looking at uh in the philippines alone i'd say in a week we get around uh three thousand messages conversations and that's just on the social space those are 3,000 messages that need responsing, responses to, or are they kind of 3,000 people talking about you? 3,000 people that talk about us and talk to us. Um, there are those conversations that are, uh, you know, some of them are just mentions and some of them are actual direct. I'd say percentage-wise, you're looking at maybe 30% can be just mentions and then the, the rest of it is real conversations that they need, wow. you know, they have concerns with, yeah. It's a decent volume, huh? Sorry, yeah, it's a decent volume, and that's just for the Philippines alone. And what sort of team do you have over there? So you said you have agents. Um, how many people are you are you overseeing to kind of help help offer this service? Sure. Yeah, on uh, social media in the Philippines, we have three people. In Malaysia, we have one. In Thailand, we have three. And just recently, with Indonesia, we have two. And it looks like, I mean, just looking through your Twitter feed, both uh, your main Twitter feed, which is at iflix let's play and then also your philippines one which is at iflix ph it does look like there's a lot of interactions with people and not only are you guys kind of having fun with them back in terms of you know using some emoji and and smileys and that sort of thing but also you're doing a lot of retweeting of folks that are complimenting you which i think is really interesting can you tell us a little bit about that strategy yeah, the strategy behind the uh, the retweeting, it, it's really just to make sure that we are as present as possible in the conversation. If there's anything, like when it comes to the emojis, it was something we talked about before, you know, how do we how do we address the local language on the social space while at the same time maintaining our holistic tone? So we've had to do some 
tweaks around you know what emojis we could and shouldn't use because ultimately when you're faced with a when you have a big team and a variety of personalities everyone has their own way of using the social space so we just have to kind of uh, agree on that aspect but as far as retweeting and as far as just being engaged in the conversation it's really just a matter of making sure that uh, you know customers are, are left with a better impression of, of our company and that we're not just a service that we're not just you know people that they can reach out to when they have a problem but if we can get to the point where we're basically part of the everyday conversation. We end up talking to them because we're just a part of the life. Then I think in that sense, we've achieved something. And, uh, you know, we end up building a trusting relationship, which can go a long way. So quick, quick question for you guys. At a $3 a month price point, and then with, with Jeremiah as communications manager and, a, you know, a not small agent team, it's a pretty decent investment you guys are making for a startup in social care. So... Jeremiah and actually Sherwin, the pair of you, I'm curious, like, what argument, Jeremiah, did you have to make to Sherwin? And Sherwin, what, what made you think this was an investment that you wanted to make in your country? When it came to uh, making sure that we really invested on uh, social care, what had happened was um, in the beginning, both of our support team was basically one support team and they would handle both email and they would handle both social media. At some point, we realized that our, our conversations just needed to be a bit more taken care of, especially on the social space. And that's when we decided to kind of separate the two, have people really focused on the support side of, of iFlix and have people really focused on the social care. So it wasn't really hard to, to, I'd say, talk about the need for a social dedicated team, but it was really a matter of how we were going to do it and how soon we were going to get there. Well, from my end, um, there's really two things that I do want to say. First of all, is that our business model relies very much on value. So we think a lot about the customer lifetime value. When you think of it as a $3 per month business, $3, $3, right? But a year that would be $36 and $72 for two years and more than $100 for three years. So the longer a customer would be staying over in iFlake, subscribed and letting it automatically charge every month, then that's when we would succeed. And so there's many components to it, right? Obviously, the tech part of it is one, the customer experience, the content. Uh, we need to keep feeding great content to all of our customers. But on, on the other side, there's really that social aspect of it because this is the world we live in now, now um, and everybody's expecting an answer almost immediately. The second thing that I did want to say is from a tech business, we, are, we believe that we're here to disrupt the market. It has been happening in all of the other markets already. And just like any company that disrupts a certain industry, we think Google or Uber or, you know, uh, Facebook, it puts the customer into the driver's seat and allows them to do what they want to do. So the heart of the whole business is the customer. So for us, we take it seriously when people shout out to Twitter or be social and say things to iFlix or ask something to us. Even if they're not asking anything to us, we actually even respond to them and say to them, great that you're loving the service or like being realistic, there are some people who have had problems or sorts and we do connect with them because if that voice is left unheard, then we've lost the game, right? We've lost that customer. Specifically to our business, it's a scale business. We need to have as many customers as we can. So we do take it very, very seriously. So tell us a little bit about the types of interactions that you have on social. What kinds of questions or comments are people sending your way? 
Sure. We get questions, everything that everything that ranges uh, from what you would normally expect with the tech services as ours is uh, issues, for example. And uh, a lot of that has to do with, you know, it can, it can be video playback, device, compa- device compatibility, or anything from how to fix their payment and subscriptions. And that's like from the general inquiry kind of aspect. We get a lot of uh, brand love and mentions, as we mentioned, as we discussed before, just people really liking the service and, you know, saying that they use iFlix throughout, um, throughout the day. One of the bigger things on social media that we get a lot of, I would say, are requests and wish lists. You know, they people tagging us and make and asking us like, "Hey, uh, do you guys have this show?" Or you know, we'd love for you guys to have have this uh, episode. I will I will definitely binge watch for as long as I can if you get it. And that makes up pretty much a bulk of what we encounter: issues, brand love mentions, and uh, wish lists and requests. What's hot right there? You know, over in Asia right now, what are people excited about? watching is it uh, is american television big are there serials going on in asia that we should know about here what are people talking about the the question you're asking man is um it seems simple but it's actually really complex because people so we say this a lot but everyone's a content expert like everyone quote unquote thinks that the content they're watching is most important or is the best one so there's a lot of people who are watching the American shows, Arrow, Flash, Gotham, and so on and so forth. There are a lot of people who also watch maybe the oldies but goodies like Friends. But that's only pertaining to a certain segment of the market. I mean, that's a segment that we chase as soon as we launch. Now, what we're t- trying to tap the next segment of market, which is people who, who probably don't have cable access uh, because it's expensive for them. And these people are watching a lot of the local shows. So we try to be as diverse as we can because we're, we're trying to get everyone because we're offering it at a price that everyone can afford. But basically, everyone's watching their own thing, you know. And we're here. Our job here is to try to, to get as much of these content that everyone wants to watch inside the platform. But short answer, it depends on the segment of market that we're tapping. So a lot of the the lower income bracket ones are watching Filipino and local content. A lot of the AB market are watching a lot of the American shows. So is can iFlix be a replacement for cable TV? It can be. Historically, SVOD service are seen to disrupt the cable industry. But the reality is what's happening is it's a companion. You know, um, at the end of the day, it's three dollars it's cheaper than a cup of coffee from Starbucks. You know, there are shows that you can watch in different platforms and no, not one platform has all of the content that we all want to watch, you know? So there's a lot of duplicity. A lot of people who have cable also have iFlix. There are some people who cannot afford a cable can also choose to have iFlix because it's like one-tenth of the price or even less than that sometimes. So how does it work for you guys? So back to back to social care. Um, if I understand it correctly, you're in multiple markets, but you two are just looking after the Philippines. If someone talks about iFlix on Twitter, how are you deciding where to route that to, who should respond? How does that all work? From my end, really don't just handle the pH. I uh, really do overlook um, all the other countries. So when it comes to Malaysia, any inquiries in, from Thailand or uh, in Indonesia, we do hear about it. So we kind of work together in that aspect, and we do all converse through a uh, our own kind of internal platform that allows us to basically aggregate all of the um, messages that you'll see on the social space. So it's not really a matter of you know one agent on one account 
organically talking through Twitter or organically talking through Facebook, all of our messages that come from Twitter, Facebook, um, and Instagram all get aggregated within our internal platform, and uh, we're able to kind of see and and help. So, if for example, um, a message comes in Malaysia, and you know, I would say we get about forty percent in their native language of Bahasa, about sixty percent in English. You know, our agents in in Malaysia will be able to see the ones that are in Bahasa. They'll also be able to respond to the ones in English. Um, at the same time, if the workload gets to be too much, um, our agents here in the Philippines also do kind of help from on the English-based inquiries, and that just allows us to that just gives us visibility. Uh, it allows us to be more, I would say, fluid as far as our tone and just making sure that we're all aligned. Cool. And you said something in there. I'm gonna have to jump on, which you mentioned earlier as well, which is using Instagram for social care. Um, so I, I can see how it works in some industries, but in a online streaming video industry, I'm kind of struggling to to see how you guys would, would guys would use Instagram. Can you mm-hmm. share some ways that customers have approached you on Instagram? Sure. For the most part, the reason we also use Instagram is our social media managers tend to use it a lot as well for basically displaying our content. So you'll see from from our channels where we display a lot of the new shows that we have and people basically respond to that. But at the same time, we've seen that um, a lot of people have been tagging us through whatever social platform they can find. So if it's Twitter, if it's Facebook, if it's Instagram, um, they find us and we we just want to make sure that when people do reach out to us, that we're, we're there, we're available and that we're reachable. Um, so there have been a couple examples where there was a... I think a daughter who was at the hospital, you know, with her mother, I think she, her mother was, was sick and she was just saying, Hey, I'm here with my mom, basically just, you know, watching iFlix as I, as she gets better. And then we sent her a message and said, Hey, you know, so sorry to be, to hear about that, but we really hope uh, the best for you guys and hope everything just, uh, uh, works out. Just a simple message like that just shows, I hopefully that we're not just, you know, there for you when it comes to content and when it comes to conversations about whatever we have to offer as a service, but that we're also very much a living, breathing kind of uh, a person that, you know, is, is hopefully easy to relate to. And, and that hopefully makes it easier for customers to um, identify with us. So given that you guys are a fairly new company and you sort of you started in the social media age, how does your social care fit in with your other customer service and is social really the main channel that people talk to you guys on social as far as the social care it is a a big component of our of our service i would say it's we get about 50, it's about 50, 50. We have our half of our team really focused on the support side and then half of the team focus on social. The support side is basically anyone who, who emails us through our support at iflakes.com handle or anyone who goes onto the website and contacts us through our contact form. And whenever people do that, a lot of times it's, it's a lot of tech issues. Um, so our support team is mainly dealing with problems with, uh, with, with signing in, logging in, or video playback stuff. But I would say, regardless of whatever platform we're on, regardless of whether we're speaking through people, through email, or social, um, we want to make sure that our, our conversations are the same, our tone is the same, and you know whether it's a private message or whether it's a public message, that we do still take care to make sure that we communicate in a way that, that basically makes the experience for the customer that much better. All right, and then one last one before we wrap up. But tell me where you think social care is going for iFlix, and you know, are you guys getting into messaging apps, or have you started thinking about the, you know, the bots that Facebook's coming out with? Where do you see it going in the next year or so? 
you know, we want to make sure first and foremost that as as we do expand, that we still do maintain the kind of quality and tone that we have and that kind of personal touch that we have to our messages. The one thing we have been considering, you know, and looking into is being able to reach out to customers and be making sure that they're able to 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 talk to us and gather whatever information they need, regardless of whether someone is available or not. So one of those situations was uh, looking into into perhaps bots, not in the sense that we would automate our messages, but anything from if if there's a way for us to solve a, a customer's issue that might be basic troubleshooting, for example, and if there's a way for them to get that information themselves, and if that means that maybe the, perhaps they message us on Facebook, and maybe the first thing before they actually talk to a person is they see options of, you know, hey, what problems are you experiencing? Is, is there a connection issue? Is there a login issue? Try these steps. That means that we're able to connect with customers much faster. And if that doesn't solve their situation, then perhaps from then they, they can move on and, and talk to one of our agents. But we want to make sure that regardless of whatever path that we do take as far as expanding, we are still maintaining that quality of tone. So definitely exploring options to make our uh, our social care a bit more instantaneous so that it doesn't just cover you know the shifts that our agents are available on. But if a customer messages us at 1 a.m. or 3 a.m. in the morning um, and we don't have any agents covering it, we have the ability to at least uh, allow them to solve their own pro- to solve their own issues or solve their own, you know, uh, concerns without without having to have reached out to us. So uh, bots are definitely something we want to see. I uh, can't really say for sure right now if that's the direction we're going in, but mainly, you know, the main goal I think from our social care team is just to make sure that our customers are happy and uh, whatever path that means to get there, we'll definitely look into exploring it. Very cool, guys. Excited to hear what you're up to in the future. As we start wrapping up, some of the questions we always like to ask uh, is there's two that go to every uh, podcast uh, attendee that we have on the show. We'd love to ask you, and you've kind of mentioned a couple of examples, but we like to ask about memorable interactions with guests. Have you got any that really kind of jump out to you as, as something that you're just super proud of? In, in addition to that one example I provided earlier, some of, I'll try to remember them from a generic uh, aspect. I can't really say all the details, but there was this one time where we had a customer who's tech issue we couldn't quite figure out and it took us quite some time to solve. And so specifically for that one individual, she kept experiencing an error with her device and it prevented her from watching our content. But it was funny because instead of becoming more and more irate with each passing time, which we normally expect with most of our customers, she kept encouraging us and said, hey, you can do it. Good luck to your tech team. And so I would say one of the learnings we had from that was uh, people really respond positively to the genuine effort and attention you give them. So, you know, we've seen that, you know, even if we're experiencing down, down, down times or, or tech issues, you know, the ability for us to, to converse with our customers and just really maintain that relationship allows them to hopefully give us the benefit of the doubt that when we are experiencing their, those issues, um, we're doing our best to make sure that we're solving them. And then the other question that we like to ask at the end is, um, obviously, you're a communications manager. I'm guessing you might not have done uh, social care uh, before this role. Most, most of us haven't done it before our current roles. We always like to ask what you wish you'd known kind of when you got started. Like what, what mistakes have you made that would have made your life a lot easier to know certain things a couple of years ago when you got started on this journey? For me personally, perhaps having an idea of how, how really to best handle um, – the public, uh, you know, the public face of, of our company when it came time to, especially when it came time to crises and 
you know, anytime that we, we, we might, you know, mess up on the social space. Those are really things that we can't really prepare for. So when it came to, you know, how to handle an instance where, you know, a customer was irate or a customer was just really upset with the company, if there was a way for us to, to kind of avoid that in the beginning, then I would have loved to have that kind of experience. But again, it is a learning process. So every time that we do make those mistakes, we just try to find a way to make sure that not just our individual days, but, you know, us as a company as a whole can, can kind of learn from that. And then moving forward, you know, how do we make sure that we communicate this through a uh, global platform and making sure that no matter how big we get, no matter how, how expansive our reach gets, we still are being available to the people and that we are still reachable. And that, I think, is one of the most important things for us. Sherwin Delacruz, the country manager for iFlix Philippines, and Jeremiah Carciar, the communications manager. Uh, we really appreciate you being on the show and and giving us some good ideas on what you guys are doing. If our listeners want to check out uh, iFlix again, they're at iFlix Let's Play, and uh, I think that you'll see that they're very interactive with their customers and, and definitely having some fun. Well, thanks, guys. Uh, we really appreciate you coming on. Thanks for having us. Thank you as well. It's our pleasure, and on behalf of my friend and colleague Dan Moriarty, this is Dan Gingas. Closing out another episode of the Focus on Customer Service podcast. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Focus on Customer Service podcast presented by Social Media Today. Be sure to tweet your thoughts and nominations for other brands to be featured using hashtag FOCS. And follow Dan and Dan on Twitter at DGingas and at I am Dan Moriarty. See you next time.